This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Welcome back to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio. Today, we're talking about the new education revolution, how education is changing to adapt to more online learning, our digital world. Uh, I'm so thrilled to have Anne Trumbor, Senior Director at Wharton Online, a strategic digital learning initiative at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Anne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Randy. I'm thrilled to be here with all your great guests. Uh, well, what I mean, what a show it's been today. I feel like um, this is a very exciting topic on the education revolution, really, that we're going through. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be closing out the show with such a fabulous guest like yourself. So maybe, Anne, you can tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Wharton Online and how you're thinking through these new forms of online education. Absolutely. So Warden Online was founded about five years ago, um, and the inspiration really was to um, figure out what to do with some of the Warden Online massive open online courses or MOOCs that Warden had done. So, um, you know, briefly, I was I was hired. I had been at Stanford in online ed for a while and was one of the first employees at Coursera and had actually worked on some of Warden's first MOOCs. And then a few years later, you know, schools were starting to think about how can we make these MOOC experiments sustainable? Why are we doing this? Who are our learners? Um, Is there a revenue stream that comes out of this? How do we provide better value to our learners? What do folks want from us? We had massive data and massive students, right? And so we had also massive questions. Um, And so we started Warden Online in part to answer those. And we quickly realized um, over the past five years, we've actually had um, over 300,000 certificates earned from our courses. And our research shows that those learners are using those certificates um, to get ahead in their careers, but also to supplement what they're learning in current degree programs and and this was surprising to us, to help them with their English language skills. So we have um, millions of learners around the world, um, 300,000 completers, over 60 courses in about 12 programs, um, and we're adding courses every day. We just launched AI for Business today um, on our platform. So we are um, eagerly still trying to find out, you know, who our learners are and how we can be of use to them. And expand beyond the uh, expand Wharton beyond the bounds of the, the Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Beijing campuses. That's exciting! Congratulations on three hundred thousand certificates earned, and and that's also that's really interesting because I you beat me to it. I usually like to ask my guests what has surprised them, but um, that it is really exciting when you think about how many people are using the courses to improve their English in in business settings because it is such a, a global world, and obviously Wharton is is such a powerful name in that. Um, what Do you think th- that all universities should be exploring online learning, or is it better suited to certain types of universities and or certain types of skills? I So, uh, yes, I think every uh, university should have an online strategy. 
I think the strategy is going to be different for each university. I also think that that has to be the case as well. Um, and, and that leads into your second question. So it depends on the character of the university, the services it offers to its students, the services it can expand to, you know, the next ring of students, and then whether or not there's a reason to go global. Um, and when you go global, that's where things like brand come into play, um, having salespeople, the, you know, the business operation and the business apparatus that you have um, can really determine whether or not you go massive. But every school should be offering um, folks the ability to come to campus without showing up on the front doorstep and completing or starting their degrees or additional learning opportunities um, using the Internet. I I completely agree with you. Now, I'm sure that we can learn a lot from your experience because while I'm sure it's very exciting taking a traditional larger university into the digital age, I'm sure that there are also some moments that make you want to hit your head against a wall and, you know, pushing up against the way that things have always been done. So what are some ways that you've been able to have success in encouraging, you know, a an institution with a, a great name like University of Pennsylvania and Wharton to adopt some of these digital practices? Well, you hit the nail on the head. I think <laughs> the barrier to adoption is tradition. And that's not a bad thing because schools like Penn and Wharton are in part attractive to students because of our tradition. Um, so we can't just say we're going to throw out tradition. We have to expand or amplify the tradition so that it can encompass new forms of instruction that use technology. Um, and that's, I, I often say it's both an air war and a ground war. So, you know, on the air war level, I think it's really important to have senior leadership um, set a vision that includes online and have that support. But it's a ground war because it's been faculty by faculty. Um, you really have to go and have conversations and listen to um, what faculty have to say. What are their uh, questions? What are the challenges? Do they have any fears about going online? I mean, someone once told me that teaching is a closed-door activity. And mm. it can be very um, frightening for <laughs> instructors to suddenly have that. It feels like it's being taken away from them and made very public, right? And so, the, you know, especially at super well-known colleges, most professors don't get to be tenured faculty by being really great teachers. It can help, but they're evaluated primarily on their research. And so the idea that suddenly that they're going to be seen globally without any control and their teaching is going to be evaluated by potentially millions of learners um, can be deeply destabilizing. And so we worked a, a lot with, um, I mean, I, I work at a business school, right? Data is king. So, you know, I look at all of the data on our learners, how they're interacting um, with our material, but also have, you know, data that's been done, uh, that's been created by other researchers at other institutions um, and sort of being in that field of research and closely aligned with it. So I can bring that back to the professors so that they know who the learners are, what it is that they want, what the learners think a satisfying learning experience is, and then we work together to design something that, you know, helps learners. And if it helps learners and they're happy with it, it's successful. The sort of enrollments and money come as a consequence of that. We don't 
start by going after enrollments and money. We really start with what do learners need from this professor at the Wharton School, and how can we give it to them in a way that is meaning that will give them a meaningful learning experience, um, and and will allow us to do it at scale. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on SiriusXM Business Radio. We're speaking with Ann Trumbor, Senior Director at Wharton Online. Um, and what are some of the trends that you're most excited about in the coming years on the future of learning? And uh, do you think the future of education sits somewhere between the physical and digital or, or going always just moving com- more and more digital? Um, I think life is exists at the intersection of, <laughs> of physical yes. and digital, and I, and so is education. Right, education is part of life. We're just able to start quantifying it more um, because the technology has blurred the boundaries. Right, it used to be that education was kind of one and done. You went to a place that was not your house. And you got something called education, they gave you a piece of paper, and then you had that sort of pedigree, and you were done. Um, And now, with technology, it allows us to record different ways of learning. And so I think that um, education has to exist um, in that liminal space between the two um, in order for it to survive. And I think it's going to become even more critical, and I know some of your other guests have have, um, said this as well. I'm most excited about the abilities of um, technology and particularly machine learning and some adaptive technologies um, and AI to be able to provide um, more personalized learning, um, again, at scale. So reaching more people with more personalized learning with fewer, many fewer barriers to access. That makes me really excited. And I think it's going to be really critical for um, universities to participate in that new world and to work with corporations to create the future of work as well. Mm. Thank you so much. And where can people go to sign up or to learn more about what you're doing? And maybe what's a good kind of starter course for someone to take if it's their their first time on the platform? Sure, absolutely. Well, you can go to online.wharton.upenn.edu and you can uh, find out all about us and see all of our courses. Um, I think, uh, you know, our, our course we launched today, which is Artificial Intelligence uh, for Business, is a great way to see sort of the current thought leadership and research that's coming out of Wharton um, that's applicable to today's world. Um, if you want to uh, check out some courses that are uh, for free or for low cost, um, I would definitely suggest looking at um, people analytics or business analytics um, on the Coursera platform, um, and you can just go there and, t- and type in Wharton. We have a, we have a number of programs there, um, and I am going to give a shout-out to um, a fan favorite, which is Achieving Personal and Professional Success, which is based on um, some of the most popular classes taught here at Wharton. And uh, people do love that. And I think anyone can get benefit out of that specialization from Wharton. Fabulous. And thank you so much for your time and joining us today. I wish you so much luck with this platform. And, and you truly are a pioneer for taking kind of the traditional institutions and bringing them online in an exciting way. So I look forward to hearing more of what you're doing. Thank you, Randy. And thank you again for the opportunity to chat with you today. It was tremendous. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You were just listening to an interview with Ann Trumbor, Senior Director at Wharton Online. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.